Welcome to Closer to Christ, the sermon podcast from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and The Bridge in Muskego, Wisconsin. You can learn more about our ministries at stpaulmuskego.org. And now for this week's message. So I would invite you to turn, uh, if you have a Bible with you, to turn to page 1149 in our Bibles that we have here. Otherwise, I am pulling out my phone uh, so that we can read 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Uh, as you're looking that up, I'd just like to remind you that our logo is meant to, re- to, to tell us again and again what this whole giving initiative is all about. That the I in the it is meant, first of all, to picture each one of us kneeling before the cross of Christ, head bowed down, confessing our sins, claiming Christ's forgiveness. The cross matters to each one of us. But that same I can also be seen as as somebody lifting up their hands in praise, their, their face looking up into heaven with joy and confidence as a forgiven child of God, walking away from the cross Because what we have experienced at the foot of the cross, we want everybody else to experience. The mission matters to us. And so, as we read 1 Corinthians chapter 9, it's evident that the cross mattered to Paul. And the mission mattered to Paul. So I'd like to come back up on the stage. and read 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Oops. Tape, tape please. Tape, please. All right. I bet somebody will come up while I'm reading and, and put tape on that uh, you know, it's amazing. We, we have these marvelous volunteers who will come up with a solution. So we read from First uh, Corinthians chapter 9, beginning at verse 19. I hear it. Though I am free and belong to no one, I have made myself a slave to everyone to win as many as possible. To the Jews I became like a Jew to win the Jews. To those under the law, I became like one under the law, though I myself am not under the law, so as to win those under the law. To those not having the law, I became like one not having the law, though I'm not free from God's law, but am under Christ's law, so as to win those not having the law. To the weak, I became weak to win the weak. I have become all things to all people, so that by all possible means, I may save some. I do this for the sake of the gospel that I may share in its blessings. This is the word of the Lord. So my dear brothers and sisters, spiritual heirs of the Lutheran Reformation, if the young Martin Luther had seen a a Christian life ladder like this at the front of his church, the young Luther would have been filled with despair. 
because he would have looked at that ladder and said, yes, I know there is always more for me to do. I need to take steps to get good enough to gain God's favor. That's the, the, the religious world, the, the, the Christian world that, that Luther had grown up in. Luther was a godly young man, uh, somebody studying to be uh, a lawyer, uh, an excellent vocation, but he realized, you know, being a good Christian just isn't enough. And so he took the next step. When he was filled with fear because perhaps he was going to die because of a thunderstorm, he cried out, Saint Anne, save me and I'll become a monk. He took the vows of chastity, poverty, and obedience. He took the next step, trying to gain God's favor. What's the next step that I should do that maybe God will love me? But being a monk wasn't enough. And so he took the next step. In the monastery, in his cell, he would beat his back bloody, trying to atone for the sins, the burden of guilt that he felt, trying to make God feel merciful to him, but it wasn't enough. He became a priest. He took the next step so that he could offer to God the unbloody sacrifice of Christ in the Mass. Certainly that would be enough, but that didn't quiet his conscience either. He still had more steps to take. He became a, a professor of theology, a doctor of theology, and even that wasn't enough to quiet his conscience. Martin Luther, as a young man, was a slave to sin and guilt and death. And what was true of the young Martin Luther was true of the young Saul, who would later become the Apostle Paul. He grew up in a religious setting very much like Martin Luther did. As, as a faithful Jew, he was trying to earn God's favor. He, he tried to be faithful, but, but that wasn't enough, so he became a priest, or a, 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 a Pharisee, to, and said, I'm going to obey all of these laws in addition to the commandments. That will certainly be enough, and that will satisfy God. That will put my mind and my conscience at ease. But that wasn't enough. So he took the next step up. He, he said, okay, I'm going to go on and, and be the most zealous Pharisee that you have ever seen. His contemporaries acknowledged his zeal. He was crazy zealous to obey all these laws, but that still wasn't enough. He took the next step up. He, he became a persecutor to the church. He was there when Stephen, the first martyr, was put to death by stoning. He went on and took the next step, and he... he got letters from the Sanhedrin to, to go out to foreign countries and foreign capitals and bring Christians back to persecute them, to put them to death, to show his fervor for the Lord. But that still wasn't enough. And Saul, the young Saul, was a slave to his sin, to guilt, terrified of death because he wasn't far enough up the ladder to gain God's favor. 
My brothers and sisters, as we celebrate the Lutheran Reformation, I am fearful that sometimes what we are heir to, uh, we are heirs to the spiritual heritage of the young Luther and the young Saul. For example, when you see a, a, a Christian life ladder like this, what is your first impression? Is it, oh, they always want more from me. They're always expecting me to do something more. When you look at the Christian giving ladder, is there this part of you that's saying, that's what the church is all about. The church always just wants more money and they're trying to extort more money from me and I'm angry and I'm tired and I'm fed up. That's a natural way to react because you see, the Bible says the law works wrath. And if we're looking at this as these are the things that we have to do to somehow satisfy God, satisfy other people, then the natural, the right answer is I'm angry about it. But Martin Luther, as he studied the scriptures as a doctor of theology and a professor teaching others, it gradually claimed, came clear to him that his relationship with God was not based on him climbing some ladder and getting good enough for somebody. That his relationship with God was not do this and do this and do this and do this. It was done. He summarized it so very well in a document that he wrote in 1520, very early in the Reformation. In fact, it's dedicated to Pope Leo X. It was Luther's effort to try to be conciliatory and bring healing to a church that was dividing. And, and he wanted to, to explain to the Pope what it is, the, the heart and core of what he was trying to say. And he, he based it on these two contradictory statements. A Christian is a perfectly free Lord of all, subject to none. And a Christian is dutiful, a, dutiful, a perfectly dutiful servant of all, subject to all. Now it would seem that one or the other of those is true, but certainly not both of them. But Luther said both of them are absolutely true in a Christian. First of all, we are perfectly free, Lord of all, subject to none. What he began to understand from the scriptures is that Jesus, as the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, had taken care of all of the guilt that he carried. That he was free, that no commandment could condemn him. No commandment of God, no commandment of human beings. Luther talked about throwing Moses underneath the workbench. The Ten Commandments cannot condemn me. I am free from the Ten Commandments. Wait a second, how can that be? Because Jesus' blood had washed all of his sins away. He wasn't bound 
to obey the Ten Commandments or any other commandment to try to gain God's favor. He already had God's favor. It was done when Jesus died on the cross. It is finished. He is absolutely free from compulsion. He is free from fear because Jesus has died and risen again. I am forgiven. I will live forever. He is a perfectly free Lord of all subject to none. And this is our heritage as Lutheran Christians to claim this freedom in Christ. You are absolutely and completely forgiven. You are a saint in God's sight. This is the freedom that the Apostle Paul talked about in the lesson. That he is perfectly free, subject to none. But when you and I understand this freedom from the law, it cannot condemn us. God's law can't condemn us. What you think I should do, what I think you should do, can't condemn each other. We are free because we are forgiven. Children of God because of what Jesus has done. In that place of freedom, suddenly we begin to look at a giving ladder or a Christian living ladder in a completely different way. Rather than looking at it as something that we must do, we say, I want to walk in the footsteps of my Savior. My Savior said that he did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. We who understand that we are perfectly free, lords of all, subject to none, are willing to say, what I have received, I want everybody else to receive. I am a servant to all, just as Jesus. I can't give my life as a ransom for sins like Jesus did, but I do want to give my life so that more people can experience what I have. And so I become a servant to all. I am here to serve. And we look at this Christian life ladder not as a, oh, this is what I have to do to get better. This is counsel that fellow Christians have looked at and said, what's my next step? What's my next step so that that I grow in my understanding of my freedom so that I'm better prepared to serve others? And so the cross matters. The, the partnership as is, is brothers and sisters in Christ here in God's church matter. The mission matters. My surrender matters. My legacy matters. This is what the Apostle Paul was talking about. In fact, he was talking about the Christian giving ladder. You know, when he writes in 1 Corinthians 9 that he is free, this is right in the middle of a, a long section where he's talking about people who are trying to bind his conscience. From 1 Corinthians 8 through 10, there's this long section where the Apostle Paul is dealing with this issue of can you eat meat that's been sacrificed in an idol temple? You buy it at the marketplace, can you eat that or not? Some people said, sure, you can. Some people said, no, you can't. Each side wanted to bind the conscience of the other. Paul said, in Christ we're free. We already have everything that we need in Christ. 
And then he gives an example of that freedom. You know what the example is? In 1 Corinthians 9, the first half of the chapter, Paul says, you know, as an apostle, I have the right to, to make a living carrying out the ministry But in that culture, in the Greek culture, there were all kinds of traveling itinerant teachers who were basically making a buck from every time they spoke. And and he wanted to set himself off from these itinerant preachers. And so in Christian freedom, he said, I'm not going to take a salary. I have the right but I am a dutiful servant of all, and I am going to give up my rights so that I can leave a legacy for the Corinthian congregation and for us. A couple of weeks ago, Pastor Nate and his wife Jean made a marvelous testimony that we recorded that summarizes so much the joy of looking at the Christian life ladder, the Christian giving ladder, and saying, Lord, I am here to serve. What more can I do? And how can I leave a legacy? I'd like to share that testimony with you now.
And I would ask you in your private prayers to be constantly asking, Lord, what's my part? I'm a partner in this. What's my part? And then bless my partners in ministry as they make these life-changing, ministry-changing decisions. Because the mission matters. Let's just recognize that the mission has made us free people. As spiritual heirs of the Reformation, what are we celebrating tonight, today? We're celebrating that, that there were Christians at Paul's day, at Luther's day, it, throughout history, Christians who said, the mission matters to me, I am going to risk my life, I'm gonna risk my livelihood so that this message of the cross and the freedom of the cross gets to the next generation and that commitment to mission has made us all free people. And now we're saying, okay, Lord, we who are free willingly take on the call that you've given to us. The mission makes us servants of all. And we are asking that you would use us to carry out your mission to the next generation. And it's with that thought in mind that I'd ask you to please stand and let's join in prayer. Lord Jesus, as we celebrate the reformation of your church today, we thank you for the freedom we have in the gospel. You promised, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Lord Jesus, in you we have freedom from guilt and freedom from fear. Make each of us a student of your word that we might daily claim that freedom. Lord Jesus, when Martin Luther and the other reformers experienced that freedom, they committed their lives to the mission of sharing this good news. 
send the Holy Spirit into our hearts that we might also commit our lives and our livelihood to your mission. Lord Jesus, you know the devil tempts us to misuse the freedom that you've given us. Protect us from the selfishness and the concerns of this life that hinder our commitment. In Christian freedom, we claim your mission as our own. By every possible means, we bring every person within our area of influence closer to Christ. All this we ask of you, Lord, for you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. And the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look on you with favor. It's God's gift to you. He looks on you with favor so that you and I might have peace. And all God's people said, amen. Thanks for joining us on the Closer to Christ sermon podcast from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and The Bridge in Muskego, Wisconsin. Closer to Christ podcasts are from our current sermon series and are released every Monday morning. For live stream services and other ministry information, please visit us online at stpaulmuskego.org.